Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Kristen, and I am your host along with my son, Asher. Today, we're going to learn about one of Asher's favorite meals. This is a traditional type of meal that comes from southern China in a province called Guangdong. It is made up of small plates of bite-sized dishes and accompanied by tea. It is also eaten during brunch hours, like late. Morning or lunchtime? Yep. Asher, would you like to share what this is? Dim sum. Dim sum is a big range of small Chinese dishes that are enjoyed in restaurants, usually for brunch. But in some parts of China, dim sum restaurants can be open as early as 5 a.m. The tradition of eating dim sum is Cantonese. Now, do you remember from our previous episodes what the word Cantonese is? Cantonese is a language spoken in China. Yes, but it's also used to describe people belonging or relating to the Chinese city of Guangzhou and the province of Guangdong. So the word dim sum translates to touch the heart. Yes, in Cantonese. Is it because the dishes are too small? So it just fills your heart, (laughs) but not your belly. The small size of the dishes allows people to order a lot of different kinds, and it is often enjoyed in a big table with lots of people in a way of eating. Now this leads us to the Culture Kids World of the Week, which is... Yum Cha! Yum Cha means drinking tea in Cantonese. Yum cha is the experience of drinking tea and eating dim sum dishes. Yum cha is a verb for the act of eating dim sum. Dim sum is a noun representing all the different dishes you can eat. Let's learn about how and why yum cha was invented. Yes, that's very important. Asher, have you heard of the Silk Road? No, but I know what silk is. Shiny fabric. The Silk Road isn't just one road, but a group of routes that helped China trade with the Middle East and the Mediterranean world. It was called the Silk Road because people traded silk that time? Yes, and back then, silk was only made in China. So in ancient China, people traveling along the Silk Road broke up their journey by stopping at tea houses. Tea houses are places where they serve tea and people could chat and eat snacks too. Yep, 
So when it was discovered that drinking tea helps with digestion with food, they started serving small pieces of food. But there are other ideas about how this cultural practice of yum cha was created. Hmm. Some historians believe that it was created by the chefs that served the Chinese emperors. They wanted to touch the heart of their emperors and created small little dishes to impress them during tea time. That's an interesting idea too. Let's learn about some etiquette of eating dim sum at restaurants. So, first thing to know, the meal comes on wheels. That rhymes. <laughs> Traditionally, yes. We are so lucky that we lived in New York City, where there were many restaurants in Chinatown that served dim sum in carts with wheels. But not all dim sum restaurants nowadays, especially in the United States, serve dim sum in this traditional way. My favorite place in particular was a place with a huge banquet hall with big round tables. You don't know who you'll end up sitting with, so that was part of the fun. So if you're at a traditional dim sum restaurant, you first order your tea. Tea is an important part of eating dim sum in the Cantonese culture. If you want a refill of your tea, you leave the lid open. Yep, and this system proves to work quite well at very busy dim sum restaurants. So after you choose the tea, there are people passing by with carts full of dim sum dishes. You can select as many as you want, but don't overorder from one single cart. You're mine. Because you never know what delicious dishes might be on the other carts that has not made its way to your table yet. Then the waiter or waitress will note on your card what items you picked, so you could pay at the end. Now, as we mentioned, there are many dim sum restaurants that have no carts, and you will be given a menu card to select from. In this case, you just put a check mark next to the items you want and give the card back to the server. The food will then be brought to your table. A important etiquette for eating dim sum is to give thanks to people pouring your tea. Ah uh, yes, I often notice that our friends would tap their middle and index finger on the table whenever someone was refilling their tea. This is to show gratitude to the person pouring the tea. I love that because it's like a secret message. Kinda, yeah. It is a form of respect and sign of gratitude, with its roots going all the way back to ancient China. But there are also things to know about this way of showing thanks. It sometimes depends on the age. Just like many other cultures, sometimes the way we express ourselves or communicate can be different based on our age. For example, if someone younger than you is pouring the tea, you use a single finger to tap the table once or three times. This can be either our middle or index finger. But if the person pouring the tea is around the same age as you, you tap the table using both middle and index finger. And lastly, if the person pouring the tea for you is an elder, you curl your fingers in to make a fist and tap the table three times. This represents five bodies bowing to the ground in honor of the elder. Let's learn about some of the popular dim sum dishes around the world. 
So I'll be honest, when we are at a traditional dim sum restaurant, it is a little overwhelming because I want to try everything. There are thousands of dim sum dishes out there that are so delicious. But for the sake of time, we're going to talk about a few that our family loves to eat and is actually quite popular with a lot of people we know too. Dim sum dishes can be prepared in many ways. It could be savory or sweet. The more popular types of dim sum range from dumplings, buns, congee, wraps, and noodle rolls to puffs, tarts, and puddings. Yummy! My favorite is shrimp dumplings. Yes, in Cantonese, this is called hagao. It's stuffed with plump shrimp and wrapped with the rice flour paper. It's juicy and slightly sticky on the outside. Next is mommy's personal favorite, shrimp rice noodles, which in Cantonese is called hachang. Oh, this has a delicious sauce. It's made of light rice noodles wrapped around plump shrimp. And it comes with the sweet soy sauce. Yes, that sweet soy sauce, in my opinion, is key. Our family also likes to eat congee. Kanji is a savory rice porridge that can be served with meat and vegetables. It's a popular dish and a wonderful comfort food for not just the Cantonese culture, but for many others in Asia. In Korea, we call it chuk, and it is a common dish we eat when we feel unwell or need something warm in our bellies. There's also chicken feet, which are very popular. <laughs> it's not my favorite, but maybe one day I'll like it. Yes, for those that are new to dim sum, chicken feet may sound like an odd treat, but it is a delicacy and a popular dish that is considered to be a classic. Not only is it super tasty, but it is full of collagen, which we know for our grown-up listeners has tremendous benefits for our skin and joints. Fascinating. Want to know what my personal favorite dessert is? Yes! Egg tarts. Danta in Cantonese. I can eat 10 of them if I could. Oh no! The pastry dough is soft and also flaky. And the inner egg custard is sweet and so yummy. My favorite part is when they pass by with the cart full of desserts. But what if I want to get dessert but the cart is far away from the table? they're taking forever to come by. Good question. So the etiquette is that you can always walk up to the carts and ask them for a specific dish you are looking for. Thankfully, it's not considered rude and it is commonly practiced. I'm getting so hungry just talking about dim sum. This has been a very eye-opening episode and we learned a lot about the Cantonese culture putting this together. We also want to say a huge thank you to our native Cantonese friends and colleagues that made this episode possible. Let's end our episode with some jokes as we always do. Knock, knock. Ah, knock, knock joke. We haven't had one of those in a while. Who's there? Broccoli. Broccoli who? Broccoli doesn't have a last name, you silly. (laughs) Okay, my turn. You 
Ready? Ready! Knock, knock. Who's there? Harry. Harry who? Hurry up and answer the door! Can I go again? Sure. Knock, knock. Who's there? Figs. Figs who? Figs the doorbell. I've been knocking forever. <laughs> uh, we've heard of that one, but it's always good. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on another episode of Culture Kids Podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe and let us know what you want to learn about next by leaving us a review. Well, until next time. See you later, alligator. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts, search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast.